Welcome back to Carbon Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carbon Stone, your weekly source of positive news. And it's Tuesday, so we're going to keep this thing going with a, with more positive guests from around the world doing positive things. Um, so today we're going to uh, switch it up and kind of go into entertainment and talk about card games. I love card games. My family, we play Uno, um, I think pretty much way more than any other family in life, and we also play Trouble. Um my brother's oh, up here, so if I hear any noise in the background, I'm using my brother's room. So, um, but card games, so we we play a lot, and especially with my nephew, he he's he's very competitive, just like me. So I'm really excited to bring our next guest on. So we're going to talk about the uh, spill it card game, which is supposed to challenge and uh, challenge how we speak to each other, but ultimately to bring more effective communication when it comes to our, uh, the black community, and you know just bring those unique conversations. And so I want to bring on the co-founders and the owners of the game. So we have Brandy Pitts, Christian England, and Alexis Welch. How y'all doing today? Well, thank y'all. We have three beautiful black women on, and I'm so excited to have y'all on here. So I know y'all met at Hampton University. Um, y'all were in a five-year program, MBA. Um, so just tell me a little bit about y'all background or know y'all friendship background, and y'all know about y'all wine days and stuff like that, and kind of how that led up to your game. For sure. I guess I'll take that one. Yeah. So yes, we met at Hampton University back in 2014 in our LAP 101 class. Um, and we started in the five-year MBA program. So it's basically this program in the School of Business where you get your master's and your bachelor's within five years. It was very, very rigorous, um, very challenging. And we kind of were the dream team. Like anytime there was a project that needed to happen, it was like wherever we went in the classroom, it was just kind of like, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> and so that was kind of how that started. But that was also kind of like our, you know, student relationship. And once we got into, I would say grad school, when the classes started getting a lot longer, a lot harder, um, later in the night. So we'd be working our work studies, our graduate assistantships, and then having class at like seven or eight at night. And then after that, you got to write that paper. We yeah. would, yeah. So I'm going to go up to Food Lion. I'm going to get a Carla Rossi because that's what was lit back in the day. And we're going to come to the house, you know, so I'm going to get the food. I got the drinks. We got, you know, papers, everything. We good. So then we got there. And as we're, you know, doing our work, we kind of take little breaks. And the little breaks would be refills on the wine. But we saw something crazy on the shade room. Or a random strawberry letter went viral on Twitter. And now we're talking about this scenario of how so-and-so's man cheated on her with whatever, whatever. HBCU and what do you think about that? HBCU confessions on Twitter. And um, that's kind of how it started. Then we started bringing in other friends into the fold. And it was then like these little post-it notes and cards. And so after we graduated, we were sitting and catching up, talking about the good old days of wine night and, you know, how our corporate jobs were treating us while we were working from home. And we kind of needed something to do to reconnect, but then also just kind of pour in some of this energy that was pent up while we were all in the house. And Spill It was that brainchild because it was that thing that brought us together and that thing that kind of had that spirit that was going to bring everybody together once we kind of came out of this pandemic. No, I love it. And let's back up a little bit. So <laughs> she's from South Georgia and she's a business accountant. Christian, she is she is a talent acquisition um, and a program manager for a five, 14, five, 514. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. Yeah, okay. no, stop corporations. They don't know why I'm messing up. And then Alexis, um, she's a professional, um, professional consulting, and mm -hmm. she is currently in Milwaukee. And Christian, she's in Detroit. So three different beautiful black women from around the world. How are how have y'all been able to come come up with a business endeavor, right? But then also still be able to stay friends because you know they say don't really always necessarily mix yeah. systems. So how do y'all keep the two, whether it's separated or whatever? But how do y'all how do y'all make it successful? Yeah. So like we met in school and we were we kind of bonded over just doing classroom projects and class stuff um so we have a level of respect for each other on like a professional level that I think we've always kept but we're friends in real life so in between like projects and classes we spend so much time together we've been on trips together we've been up late together just kicking it together on the weekends together like we have a real friendship and these are conversations that we will have in our real time like just catching up and just being friends um so it was kind of easy because we know each other on a professional level and then we also know each other on a personal level so we don't really have and we're all very different and I think we respect each other's differences and we don't kind of try to overstep that you know like we're very strong too so it's like mm, I don't think we should do that but then it's like okay let me can you explain to me why we're doing that and it's like okay I get it I get your point of view I respect your position and we kind of let each other thrive in our own lane so it's, I don't think it was really that hard to do because of the respect. Um, we really hold each other accountable for doing what we say we're going to do. And um, we're friends. Like we have a genuine friendship. Even if we disagree on something about business, like we'll hang up the phone and then recall like, okay, so we still going to trip next weekend. What we doing? Like <laughs> we have our hats, we put them on and off and we don't let the lines blur. So, you know, I think that's just how we've been running and it's been working for us. Fortune 500, uh, I know how to say it. I just had to go back to that. <laughs> bother me. <laughs> but no, what you just said is literally what your game is about is effective communication. And I think that's something that we all need to work on, something I personally need to work on. So how does y'all come about creating, because it's about creating a safe space to have these unique conversations. So what are some type of conversations or you just kind of describe the game to someone who's never seen it and then how does y'all go about picking like no nah, this is gonna be the right conversation or no we should <laughs> or no nah, we don't want to include this one um so yeah we say that spill it is the beginning of the conversation not the end so really we that was important to us every time we tested a question I mean we tested questions on our families on our friends back to our families back to our friends on dates yeah, every, yeah. everywhere we could test everywhere. questions um, we did. So the questions range from very a variety of things. They could be relationship preferences. They could be um, gender debates. It could be just life in general. Like if you were in the purge, what crime would you commit? So we kind of have a spectrum of questions. Um, and what's important for us is that all the all the questions are designed in a certain way that makes you keep going like it's supposed to rabbit hole down to something else. It's supposed to get you thinking. It's supposed to spark debates amongst your friends. So we did not call it quits on the deck until we felt that every question was able to do that and every question was able to lead to some type of new discovery about the people that you're playing with. How many cards are in a deck? There are 54 cards in the deck, so three levels of gameplay. And we are very blessed to say that we have two different editions. So we have a Why Night edition that is perfect for your peers. You're out at a kickback. You're at the bar making, making to new, new people. And then we have our family edition, which is great for family reunions, cookouts. You and all the cool cousins, all of them can get together. And there are three levels of gameplay, but it's not that they get harder as you're playing. It's just that as you've been drinking a little bit, y'all been talking, the conversation gets better as you level up. 
So that's just how we present it. <laughs> yep, you're more likely to spill a little bit more mm -hmm. about yourself and a little bit more about the truth of the situation and of your thought process the more you drink. That's right. And we got a couple of questions for you too after we get past the Oh, then because you got me thinking about the purge one, but just remember it's positive news because I sure wanted to answer that one, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I was losing. <laughs> We've heard a lot of good answers. Like one answer, my that's the thing. My, my like they were gonna break into like a grocery store and like steal food for like, hungry people, for all the hungry kids. Yeah, yeah. nice to them. Counseling student debt. That's, that's a good one. one. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite one too. Nope, I ain't nope, nope. <laughs> that was not what I was thinking. Not at all. Not at all. Well, you already got me thinking um, with on the podcast. So y'all started a tour. Um, where are y'all going? I know the recent one was just your first stop was in Milwaukee. How was that? It seemed lit. The promotion seemed crazy. Um, so how was that? And then where, where the tour is going from here? Yeah. So um, aside from the deck, like we have what we call like our spill it experience. So we really bring the game to life and we really get to see people interacting and answering questions, being in teams, like getting to know each other. Um, and our favorite thing to do is kind of take strangers and bring them into friends, like moving strangers to friends and friends to family. Um, so with our game nights, we strive to do that. So we have a series of activities that we host and that we lead and that everybody participates in. Um, we did the first one here in Milwaukee because I'm from Milwaukee, so this is my hometown. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to come here and show it out first, but we really want to go all around um, to every city and like and do these game nights. And that, and then we want to do a college tour also, like we don't have tentative dates and official like lineup structure yet, but I will tell you, you will be one of the first to know when we get it. So some exclusive content for you, um, but we will be coming and doing more and more game nights in different cities, different college campuses, and like really bringing the community together to get to know each other. Uh, I think one of our favorite things is after our game night, we see people exchanging business cards and following each other on social media and like becoming friends. Like after our game night on Friday, we all went to the bar together and like turned up again at the bar. So, I mean, and nobody really knew each other. Like nobody knew each other until that game night, people came in pairs of twos, yeah. It, the whole bar was like us coming from the game night so that's like the most exciting thing so we want to keep doing that um but it is soon to come on dates and cities but we will be coming no I appreciate y'all because especially in Milwaukee or just honestly right after the pandemic we're scared to be around each other or we just don't know how to anymore so with this game and y'all uh, y'all activating these different events that's getting people to just come out and just be themselves or you know learn how to re-be themselves so I appreciate y'all for that because especially as black women we be needing our own spaces so for y'all to say safe spaces that's very important because we do need to have some conversations they may be hard they may be they may be cool but we definitely need to start talking to each other more and being more effective with our communication it's different right because i think our generation like millennials and gen z right now it's like if you're not in the club if you're not popping bottles every single night every single weekend <laughs> like you're not having fun and yeah. that's not true like yeah. you can have fun in different ways i mean there's plenty of different card games out there not just fill it other black card games that create and curate different experiences. Yeah. And our specific Spill It events create a, hey, Friday night, we're doing game night, but it's not just us in the house. I mean, you could do that in the house, but if we're out in, in your city, you can come out and have a good time, get some drinks, you have some great. fun, listen to some good music and turn mm -hmm. up, but it's a completely different energy. It's a completely different environment. Yeah, yeah. we have a couple people come by themselves and like, 
come up to us after like I'm so glad I came out by myself and I was so nervous but like everybody's embraced me and like they had a ball like a time like I wish I would come back again I can't wait to the next one so I think we enjoy hearing those testimonies and I think our core friendship really sets the atmosphere of like the environment that we like to sit because like like I said we're friends in real life so people see that and then they want to be like okay cool like I can make a friend too like this is how they're doing it and and we we give that and put that energy out there I want to give y'all time to ask y'all questions, but um, I want to dive into the business part of things. So y'all kind of all have uh, pretty much corporate backgrounds, entrepreneurship, right? So I'm 26. So for the last like six, seven years, I've been learning the business side of things, but you guys went to school for it. So how have your different backgrounds helped you with business and how did y'all go about um, investing in it, marketing in it, just really making it a reality? Yeah, I definitely think coming from a five-year MBA program definitely set the formation for us. Um, and like back on the school project thing, we, we kind of had a formation of what that looks like. And then from the curriculum in school, we knew kind of the basis, like you need a business plan, you need a bank account, you kind of need to separate things. Um, it's best to get yourself to trademark, even if it's like a poor man's trademark, like send that to yourself in the mail. Um, so there was a lot of foundation from school that we had. And then also on the accountability side, like we take very seriously, if we are going to commit to something and we committed to spill it, we meet every Tuesday and Thursdays. Like I'm in Atlanta, Lace is in Milwaukee and um, Christian is in San Jose, California. So we commit our time to talk about things and then follow up on action items. So kind of just sticking to a plan and holding each other accountable is really how we've gotten this far. Um, I would say that's it. The business side is, is, is hard. I mean, we're still learning to this day. Um, so we also take the time out to grow ourselves in that knowledge. Um, I'm coming from an accounting standpoint. So there are some things I can take from my corporate job. Um, Lex is coming from program management. So there are some things that she can bring to our meetings to kind of help re-strategize that. Um, Christian is coming from human resources and also project management. So there are also components that she can come in when we're reaching out to candidates or publications to kind of rephrase things. So it's communicated in the right way. And um, we overthink everything. So there's always a document. Yeah. <laughs> Our Google folders are crazy. We write everything crazy. down. Yeah. So it's like there has not been a chance, a time that's come about that we like, we're not writing it down, putting it into paper and then making it come to fruition for ourselves. So really just hard work, dedication yeah. and accountability. And we learn as we go. Like <laughs> I, we learn as we go. Yeah. I like the honesty because I don't know everything and I'm still learning too. Um, yeah. the where y'all based, um, where the company is like actually based, like there are a lot of like programs here in Milwaukee, um, like different accelerators that y'all don't necessarily have to be based here anyway. Um, like different accelerators. I just got out um the Green Bay Packers. They have a mentor, uh, mentee protege program, and so they partnered me up with Northwestern Mutual, and so they were my mentors for a year, and so they were able to help me create like different processes. So when I meet with a client, what does this look like? And then to the point where we're closing the deal, and that really helped me. I really get they help from one introduce me to clients I never could reach without them but then it also taught me like stuff that I kind of probably, probably should went to school for or whatever but there are a lot of programs so if you ever need like some advice on that on that end or whatever because I love what you're out I think it's really cool. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, okay, we're going to talk to you offline about that because that will be great, especially since I'm, like, here full-time now in Milwaukee. I can, like, you know, look more boots on the ground. I can take advantage of these programs. And I've been hearing about them. So, like, yeah, we're going to tap in. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad. And I'm for real, really tap in. We definitely going to talk about it because it's a lot of funding and they be acting like they don't know where we at. So, we, um, hey, we right here. Available in here. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that's definitely a like a very valid point that we stress to everybody like the continuous professional development by yourself and your brands like 
there's so much to be learned if you can continue to do that and practice in that skill we're always looking to learn yeah. new things and new outreach that and I would add one of the other things even just us creating the game and I should have mentioned this when we were talking about our origin story we've dipped back into the pool of people that we know that have skills and talents and small businesses and things they might not have the experience but they have transferable skills mm -hmm. and so we've been able to kind of activate those people and give them opportunities so that collaboration piece as well as hey we all don't know this and we all learn it together so this is a great way for all of us to build our skills yeah um yeah yeah yeah, that's one thing I think we're definitely proud about. Our last game night in Milwaukee was sponsored by all Black businesses. Coffee Makes You Black, DJ Nick Stokes, all Black-owned brands that came through and helped us, like, take it to the next level, which was great. <laughs> I know both of the people, great, great, two great men. So um, I, I think it's amazing y'all y'all hitting the right people, y'all doing the right things. Now, like, maybe somebody from AmFam, that was one of our community partners, what if they hear y'all, American Family Insurance, you know, on the podcast. So I appreciate y'all for even reaching out and thinking of us, so, you know, collaboration. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to y'all with some questions, um, but make sure we leave me like two minutes or so, um, so I can just do our little, our little, you know, our little in the end, but okay. um, I'll leave it to y'all. I've never done this before, so I'll turn it over to y'all. Go ahead. You got a drink? I, I do. I, I don't have a drink. I can't. Okay. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. If you were drinking, we do and suggest everybody to sip at your own risk. Um, take a drink. We have three levels. So at the top of the car, it'll say um, like one sip or two sips. So as you level up, taking sips as you go, if you're in the type of atmosphere, but you don't. If we're off the podcast, I would. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> so I'm going to, we'll ask one question from the family deck and then we'll switch over to the why not one. Um, okay. If you have an answer that you're excited to share, you can start first. If not, one of us could jump in. Okay, so the first one, this is coming from our family deck. Um, what is your favorite childhood memory that does not exist in today's generation? What is your favorite childhood memory that does not exist in today's generation? I can think of a few of them. Um, I think what I miss the most is uh, the trust that, no, the, the loyalty that we had to one another as, as neighbors. So like uh, my mom, her house was right here. On this side, we had an 80 year old, I think it was like a white lady. And then on this side, we had like a 50 year old white lady. But across the street, we had a, a black a black family that I grew up with that I'm still friends with today. And we basically, I can just point out the whole neighborhood and they can like remember me. And to the point where my mom was like, okay, well, I know she outside, whether I know if she's too far or not, I know somebody's gonna tell me where she at and she trusted me enough to go out there. So um, I miss, I literally miss that, just like knowing my neighbors and knowing that like we good, like my nephew, he's now going outside with neighborhood friends, which is really cool, but I'm kind of scared because you know a lot of things that be going on nowadays. I don't know if the neighbors want to come down the street and be like, hey, your nephew down the street is doing some some messed up stuff. Like there's no snitching no more when it comes to like keeping kids in line. Like just like being a community, I really miss that. And like right now you go outside, I'm pretty sure none of us know our neighbors and none of us want to talk to each other. So I miss that. That's good. I haven't heard that one. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any more that you'd like to share? Or that was the biggest one? Um, let me see. Uh I miss riding bikes. Uh I know like people ride bikes now, but I still ride my bike. Like I literally have a carbon stone bike that's designed. <laughs> I mean, like that's painted, but I used to like go bike right bike riding so much. I mean, like, we used to go like everywhere, like all the time, like, everywhere. You know the um 
you from Milwaukee, so you know the library on like 76 and Capitol is like right next to like the the checkers and McDonald's yeah. across the street. So oh, I used to always cool. go to that library, but we were always, I live like five blocks from there. So we would bike there and then bike even further from there. It's like a cemetery, like down the street. Like we used to be like, <laughs> yes, right? And so, but it was fun and you never, it never seemed far. And it always seemed like you was going on a different adventure and you came home and it was cool. Then you go to sleep, wake up, go to school, come with your friends. But like now it's like, I don't know what they be doing. They just be like on the, on, on the phone. <laughs> They be on their phones. <laughs> yeah. I miss the 25 cent bags of chips. I oh, miss like the store with a dollar and like, all right, we're gonna get four bags because it's four cousins. Like <laughs> is I, I miss like this the simplicity of having like a quarter or like a dollar and like yeah, making true. some shake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was like an adventure. And if we just find another quarter along the way, oh, we could get we could split a soda, we could a dollar twenty-five. You're going nuts. You're going- <laughs> We're going crazy. I do. I miss that. I miss that. That's good. I think for me, my family used to get together every, we do family reunions every year, but we also used to do Thanksgiving every year. But the way it's cost to travel these days, you cannot really do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I miss being able to see them consistently throughout the year because it's expensive to gather all the kids up and get in the car. (laughs) It's expensive. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That was good. This one is my favorite one. This is also from the family deck. This is our blue level. So it reads, what is your plan to establish generational wealth for your loved ones? Oh, that's good. Uh, okay, we're ready. <laughs> speaking of my family, my brother and my nephew in the room, they're trying to whisper so they don't get heard on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but my honestly, I didn't know. I want. I never aimed to do generational wealth because I never aimed on a business or we just never had that conversation. But once I realized I own a business and how successful a carbon stone can be and is, that's my way to create a generational wealth because I'm slowly teaching my nephew like, hey, I'm in a newspaper. This is literally, he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, hey, I'm interviewing this person. So he's slowly kind of understanding it or I take him to a Bucks game and they're honoring me. So like literally for one, showing him he can do things, whatever he wants, no matter if someone's doing it or not. And then two, literally creating a foundation. So if he did want to come over here, he doesn't have to be a journalist, but he could do accounting. He could do, he could be an attorney. He can, um, I don't know, he could do a lot of little different things, if it's sports, if it's dance, I don't know. It's a lot of things he could do within the business, so creating generational wealth about, like, getting myself out of debt first, because I have my own personal debt, so taking care of myself first, growing my business, and then being able to help, like, that's the overall goal, and not just for myself, but I want to, um, I want to breed, honestly, like, I have an apprenticeship through Carbon Stone, where we are teaching black and brown journalists, so you go to UWM, you at Hampton University, and um, instead of taking a full-time job, you come through our program throughout college or throughout high school, now we're breeding you, training you to come work for us full-time, so that's my way of creating generational wealth, not only for myself, my family, but for other people that look just like us. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Mm, That's good. That touched my heart. It's all about exposure. If you see you can be it, you can be it. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. I'll take one more question for y'all, and then I got one more question for y'all. All right, Jill. So this one is coming from my Wine Night deck, and it reads Everyone has that one weird YouTube search. What's yours? Look at (laughs) (laughs) right away. (laughs) So. I got a cat. Uh, his name Jasmine. I found him in Georgia uh, when I was visiting one year, um, and I thought he was a girl for like the first however many months. Found out he was a boy. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing it up is because 
uh, he likes to watch my laptop. So I noticed that he, so I started looking up cat videos on YouTube and I just sit there and watch them with him sometimes, but it's very entertaining because he would literally sit there and watch these videos. And so I started, really? playing, yes, I started playing and literally look up cat videos for cats. I'm not even, I'm so serious. And so that's <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll literally play different videos. So like one of them, it just be like hours of birds <laughs> coming by or then one of them, or it'd be like fake fish uh, on the thing. So if I put it on my laptop, he can hit my laptop, put it on the TV. Like he'd just sit there and watch it. I remember watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch because I used to watch it when I was younger. So it came on like Hulu or Netflix. And so um, I put it on and my laptop was on the floor. And I go on the wrong and I look over. He is on the laptop just sitting there staring. And I'm like, I like recorded a video and everything. I'm like, is he, what? why is he watching this like this? So yeah, I like watching um, cat videos with my cat. <laughs> So that is definitely a little dose of spillet. As you can tell, the questions vary and they can be played with family members or your peers and it only gets better from there. This was a little sneak peek, but it only goes up from there. <laughs> and to go again, I do drink, um, just can't drink on the platform right now, but I would like to play. Yeah. 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 We'll have a little kickback and we can play for real. Yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time, y'all. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> So um, how I end all my interviews is uh, when people listen to this podcast, what do you want them to get from it? And why you, and why you answer this, also make sure to say how we can, how people can purchase uh, your cars or support you. Okay, so um, with our game, we really hope that you want to speak your truth, ignite conversation and play at your own risk. Like, we really want you to be able to be in an environment that's comfortable, be yourself, share your stories, laugh a little bit or a lot of bit. Um, and they also find connections with the people around you. Whether you know them or not, you should find some type of commonality. So that is the, that's what our intentions is. And I think that's what our game portrays. Um, you can definitely find us on social media at Spill It Card Game, S-P-I-L-L-I-T, Card Game, um, on all platforms, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Spill It Card Game. And then you can also purchase on our website, www.spillitcardgame.com, S-P-I-L-L-I-T, Card Game, .com and we are selling on all platforms and we also post gameplay content so you can get a feel of our game nights the day people answering questions and having a good time also you know how to market you go ahead then brandon <laughs> and alexis carving stone podcast um to any investors any people that want to donate make sure you know we all positive news over here so make sure y'all support black owned businesses you know i'm always say that so you know in the end everything will be carved in stone in the end everything will be carved in stone